And welcome to Couple of Idiots, your daily episode-by-episode podcast where we discuss the television show Supernatural. I am your host, Dan, and with me, as always, is his wife, Penny. Hello, how's it going today? Good, how are you today? Oh, busy. Yeah, I know, you've been busy with our work. You've seen me running around all day. Well, then I had to stop to watch the impeachment. You know, you had to see the consequences of the worst day ever in America. What did you think about that? We we pretty much, CNN just like ran the uh, Senate live and we got to see like the wheels of uh, the wheels of the political machine grinding away. Well, it was Congress, not the Senate. And um, yeah, it was boring. I pretty much didn't pay much attention to it. Well, House of Representatives, I guess, technically, because yeah. Congress is both House and Senate together. So, like yeah. That. Um, you know what I, I found was interesting was I thought like Nancy Pelosi was always stay, sitting up there in the middle, but it seems like she can just turn over the Speaker of the House, you know, uh, duties to someone else. I, I mean, that makes sense because it isn't like Pence is always sitting in the Senate. So Right, exactly. Should really, you know, it, it was all of this has been a big wake up call for me that I should really understand more about how that job works or how that functions. <laughs> Um, yeah, we probably should all learn a little bit more about how our government functions. Yeah. Um, is interesting. You know, again, nothing's really going to change, probably. Yeah. So, moving on. The president will be out on a week anyway, because the inauguration is a week from today, so whatever. Yeah, we're recording this on January 13th, 2021. So, whatever the future thinks of us, uh, we're not that bad, trust me. <laughs> we no. just... It's mostly just a bunch of people standing by going, oh, Jesus, let this all be over soon. <laughs> so we can get back to the, you know, the salad days of, uh, of Clinton and Bush and, you know, those horrible, horrible people. Are they salad days of the coronavirus? <laughs> <laughs> it was salad days of nine months ago. Oh, oh well, at least we got supernatural to, yes, uh, that to is take true. our minds off of things. This is season uh, five, episode five, Fallen Angels. Idols. Idols. Oh, I just, all of a sudden now, you know, I start talking and then work starts popping up. Jeez, I guess they're bragging about me. We'll have to look at that in a minute. Yay. Fallen Idols. Uh, you know, not really a, a big re- By that, I, I always like to try to guess about what, the, what it's going to be about, um, judging by the title. And I really thought that that meant that we would see people coming back to life that were killed earlier. Oh. Like, I really thought that this was going to be a, a, oh, my God, they're back episode. I see. Yeah. Um, but but, and you'd like you were going to, I think you're going to say the recap didn't really play into it very much because it really didn't talk about what. A lot of times the recap will foreshadow what the episode's going to be. This one did not. Well, I would like to call this recap the romance of Sam and Dean. <laughs> the recap starts with Dean not trusting Sam, them two breaking up, and then Sam learning that he's the vessel for Lucifer, then Dean learning that he's the vessel for Michael, and then them getting back together again. Yeah, that was pretty much it. So it was just, as soon as it started, I'm like, oh my God, they're just going to tell us their whole breakup. How they were apart for one episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was only one episode. Well, technically, they were apart the last episode. The only time they were together on screen was in the future when 
Yeah, actually, you're right. Two episodes, two e- for most of two episodes, right. they were apart. So, right. but it's still, it wasn't like I don't know if they'd have kept him apart for maybe like four or five more episodes. I think that could would have been like a major thing. But this just be. We know that it's been a couple of weeks since they've been back together since this episode, but none of this felt like they were apart for that long. No, not really. None of this felt that major, but I think it kind of should have been pretty major. Like, oh my God, Sam and Dean are breaking up. What's going to happen? <laughs> I, I, they could have really leaned into that some more, but they just, you know, two episodes. That was enough of that. Let's get the boys back together again. <laughs> so That's because I don't think the fans, and I don't know how much this had to do with it back in 2009 when this aired, but the fans just don't like it when Sam and Dean are not together. Yeah, I could see where the fans really would not care for that all, you know, all that much. But, you know, that's what would make it more special is if the, they were kind of torturing the fans with them being apart. <laughs> uh, you know, none of those episodes would probably go down as anyone's top fives unless they did them really good. But, you know, I think it could have added a little bit more drama where, you know, season five, episode five, and they're back together. I really thought they'd be apart for, you know, the first half of the season. Not just the first quarter, sixth, one-eighth. Well, here we go with fractions, not numbers again. <coughs> well, we see, uh, episode starts, we see two guys in a garage. There is a car under a cover, and we can tell it's a sports car because it's low and sleek. Seems that he found a car he's looking for. It was some special car. He mentions that even to his buddy that he called over to check it out. He said even the VIN numbers matched. And he says, yeah, then he says, yeah, I paid a, I paid a pretty penny for it. He, uh, he wants to go start the car, but his buddy's like, hey, let me uh, grab a camera. You know, this is, this is our big man moment here. <laughs> Let's catch our love on film. Well, yeah, I would say before he goes and grabs the camera, though, he does take off the cover and reveals what car it is. Yes. So it's a Porsche convertible 55. And it's supposedly the same car that uh, James Dean died in, in the crash. Yes, it's supposed to be a little bad. Now, did you do some in research on the real car? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought it, I, so the name of the car supposedly is Little Bastard, and I thought it was spelt on the back of the car, L-I-L apostrophe bastard. You told me, though, it was spelt out fully. That's another thing we might have to go back and review or get our fans to go comment on it. Right, yes, on this one, even on IMDb, it says that little bastard um, is how it was spelled. But I swear on James Dean's real car, and I can quick look it up. I have this thing called a computer here. Speak more into the mic. Uh, sorry, I, well, I can't, I, you talk. I gotta, I gotta look at, I can't talk and type at the same time because I can't look at my screen. Okay, so as you uh, research <laughs> <laughs> what the name of the car really is, yeah, supposedly this guy found James Dean's uh, car. Um,. So his buddy goes and grabs a camera. Uh, the the driver, the the dude sitting in the car, like some fog comes out of his mouth. Uh, the radio turns on. So then we always assume demonic things whenever electronics go haywire. Uh, then we see the other guy though with the camera, and from his point of view, we hear a crashing noise. Uh, so it sounds like the car like started up and just ran right into the wall. The friend comes in then filming. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. The car drove straight ahead into the wall, and the uh, the driver's head was, like, he must have, his head leaned forward and then smashed into the top of the windshield, 
Like, so the windshield was sticking out of this guy's head. Yeah. Question for you. Why would anyone design a windshield that's going to go right into your head if you hit something? I have no idea. Because it wasn't like the seat malfunctioned and like half sprung him forward or... Well, no, but if there was no seat belts on this car, then I can see... Well, I don't even think back in 55 they were that dumb to, to have a car that you just bunk your head on as soon as you, you hit the car in front of you at McDonald's or something. <laughs> I mean, a low-speed crash and all of a sudden your uh, nose is missing. Seemed a little loud, but that's what happened. The car fired up, got in a quick crash and killed the guy. And then the Stinger graphic beginning of the episode. Uh, so did you find out about James Dean's real car there? Uh. Not anything I can really find right now. Let's not care about it that much. Yeah, we don't care. Okay, so we see uh, Sam and Dean. They're going on a job. Dean heard about the (laughs) the crashing of the parked car that killed a guy. Figures that's that's something. Sam mentions the Colt uh, that they really need to keep going and looking for it. And he mentions that they've been looking for it for three weeks. So that's how long it's been since the last episode, I guess. Sam thinks that uh, they really should be doing something else instead of going investigating the uh, the crash of the car, the parked car. Uh, but Dean, he, he lays it out. He's like, look, buddy, we, we're going to go back to having a classic case. We're going to work together. We're making a fresh start. Don't argue with me. <laughs> and then Dean or Sam just agrees and shuts up. Yeah. Dean, like, pretty much lays it down, like, look, we're going to have a classic adventure. Yeah. A good old classic Rick and Morty adventure. <laughs> yeah, he said, well, Sam mentions, like, you know, I don't want to have training wheels. And Dean says, hey, this is for both of us. We both need training wheels. We both need to get back into this. We both need to start over. So. Yeah, it sounds like a new couple that went to, like, sex therapy or something like that. They just start over from the beginning. Fall in love with each other all over again. <laughs> so I, I'm assuming that's advice that Bobby gave him, too. Because probably, we're going to hear from Bobby here in a minute. Probably. So they roll into Canton, Ohio. Uh, the boys are dressed up as agents. And they go into the cop shop to get the lowdown. The sheriff says that they've already solved the crime. The dumb uh, dumb filming it, he obviously did it because he was the only person within miles that could have had anything to do with it. So obviously he's guilty, which seems dumb. Like, you know, it could have just been a mechanical malfunction. Why do you think this guy killed him? You're right. It doesn't make any sense, especially when it's obvious that he was coming, oh, from what he had filmed anyway, that he was coming in to the garage from another room and wasn't in there. See, I think the thought was that he killed him by, I don't know, grabbing the back of his head and smashing it into the corner of the windshield, then went and grabbed his camera and filmed it as a cover-up plot, and the sheriff, he was too smart, and he saw right through it. That's how I read the situation. You're probably right on that one. That's the only way it would have made sense. But then even Dean's like, okay, how did he make it look like the guy crashed through, crashed a wall going at 55 or however, 85 miles an hour, Dean said it was, you know? Yeah, it, uh, and, and he mentioned it was his best friend, too. Like, it sounded like they both were together in on this car deal, almost. Or they were both looking they, for it, or... They were both looking for it, and I think it was kind of a race as to who could find it and purchase it first. That's It seemed like they were both really into 
getting that car. So this whole idea that he killed him is just so dumb from the sheriff. But whatever, it's TV. <laughs> um, so the boys, uh, they go, they go and talk to that other guy that was filming it, and pretty quickly though, that guy is like, the car did it. It's a little bastard. It's James Dean car on it. It has a curse. It's a car. At this point, Dean finds out that it's James Dean's car with the curse, and he gets really excited about being on this case. He is so happy. Yeah, well, <clears throat> we all know Dean's a car nut, so just the fact that he could actually possibly see the scar, that it might be the real thing. He's very excited about it. So the boys go and look at the car, and Dean tells um, um Dean gives Sam the backstory, but really the backstory for the audience as well. That just this guy died after working on it. This guy died while racing it. This guy died here. This guy died there. It's got a whole trail of dead people behind it, like exhaust. Uh, Dean figures that this is if this car is real, then this is what killed the guy. And so they need to verify though if it's the real car or not, which is weird because the previous owner said he already verified it, but. Dean needs to verify for himself, and he needs to check the numbers on the motor. But what I'm thinking is, if you, because you know how all vehicles have the VIN on the dash, if you just check that, that could have easily been tampered with. Oh, oh no, no, this is a thing like swapping out engines for VIN numbers and then having them all match up in you know in the future when you restore them. No, that's like a real thing. And when he said earlier though, when he told his friends that VIN numbers match. That's what that means, is that the engine matches the front and all the... Uh, there, I guess there's other parts of the places that they punch that VIN number in to prevent theft and tampering. I the guys, thought, they all matched. I thought when he said the VIN number matched, what he meant was it matched the same VIN number as James Dean's car. But you that would also be on the engine. Or maybe it's a different number on the engine. I don't. Oh, what I'm it, saying is, if he just checked the one on the dash or wherever they used to be back in the day, that one could have been tampered with and not matched the one on the engine. It would be a different engine. Right. Yeah, so they're going to verify that the engine is correct. Right. Okay, we're all on the same page. Don't You don't need to yell into the mic to tell me that we're all agreeing. I don't know why. So uh, Dean uh, gets on the ground and he scoots underneath the car and he gets the numbers off the motor. He's uh, a little uh, edgy the whole time he's doing this. Pretty scared that the car is just going to drop on him. Uh, but he uh, comes back out, hands Sam the uh, numbers, and he tells him that he needs to do research on that ever back to 1955 right to verify so uh next we see dean is at the bar hitting on a bartender sam calls dean to report on the research and sam figures out that the whole thing's a fake the numbers on the motor didn't match properly go to a new guy sitting in his office he just uh like let his maid go home or something and we see him exhale fog just like the uh, car driver did that guy turns around, and there's an angry Abe Lincoln standing there. <laughs> angry, evil Abe Lincoln then lifts this guy up off the floor by his neck, and then we see a big splash of blood. Boys, anything you want to add? No, I was just say, yeah, I, just, uh, I put Abraham Lincoln attacks and kills him. 
boys are at the crime scene. So, wait. This, I'm keeping track of victims in this one. So, that's victim number two, just in case I don't match with what IMDb says. Okay. Victim number two. <laughs> so, the boys are at the crime scene. Uh, come to find out that guy that just got strangled by Abe Lincoln, he died of a gunshot wound to the head. But there was no bullet, no gunpowder, no evidence other than the wound, I guess. The sheriff, though... At this point, he's thinking there's a professional killer on the loose. <laughs> you know, he's being really good about it. He's not leaving any fingerprints or nothing. Like, this guy sounds like a bit of a conspiracy nut at this point. <laughs> I think so, too. The boys go outside uh, to interview that professor's maid. We find out he's a professor. To go the maid. She is completely freaking out in Spanish. Sam knows a little bit of Spanish. And, I mean, honestly, anyone with closed captioning on and maybe just a touch of restaurant Spanish should be able to tell what she was talking about. Yes. Uh, tall guy in a, wearing a dark coat and a big stovepipe hat. And you know what? Uh, speaking as a white guy that doesn't speak English, I kind of enjoy that. When they sprinkle in, like, really stupid, simple Spanish, and you're like, hey, I knew what they was talking about. A white guy that doesn't speak English? That's what you just said. <laughs> oh, I mean, a white guy that doesn't speak Spanish. You know, and they put in, like, the restaurant Spanish. I dig that. Well, yes. And, yeah, this one, um, you could just tell, well, not only by what she was saying, but also her gestures and Sam's gestures, too, um, what she was talking about. But, yeah, I kind of pretty much caught on what she was yeah. attempting to say. I like that when shows do that. I, I think that'd be better if more shows did that. And they, you know, they could slowly make everyone bilingual. <laughs> They just sprinkle that in more. Um, she says, though, that maid's like, yep, basically Abraham Lincoln killed him. Yeah, see, a President Lincoln. <laughs> uh, back at the hotel, the boys are on their laptops doing research. Uh, and Dean, though, he's like going through the footage of that first car crash, and he spots a reflection of James Dean in the hubcap in one frame. Uh, at the same point, then Sam finds out that the other guy really liked Lincoln. So, ding, 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 it seems that these ghosts are killing their own superfans. Yes, this professor was a, a Civil War buff and a big Lincoln fan. I don't know, was he a history professor? I don't know if it yeah, said, I or, think yeah, that's history what professor, was. Civil War, War buff, really a big Lincoln fan. So, yeah, we got famous ghosts killing their superfans. But there's a problem, Penny. Ghosts tend to haunt where they live. And it doesn't seem very likely that either one of these ghosts would be haunting Canton, Ohio. That's true. They either haunt where they lived or where they died, but not some random place. <laughs> I should say Canton, Ohio is the middle of nowhere because that's the football hall. <coughs> excuse me, where the football hall of fame is. But um, well, it, it, for Lincoln and James Dean, it's they don't right. really seem to be tied to those places. Sam then is like really shocked and amazed and found something on his computer, on his interwebs, and the boys go off to investigate the Wax Museum that's in town. <laughs> uh, they pretend that they're writing an article about the Wax Museum. Uh, the guy running the place, he's really excited because um, he'd like to draw some more business in. The place is dead as usual. They never hire extras to stand in the backgrounds of these scenes. They always just have it dead and then make a joke about how bad their business is. That's very true. You know, because Dean's comment about, yeah, we want to write an ar article about how non-sucky wax museums are. <laughs> yeah. So we knew where 
Dean's opinion of wax museums, Stud. What's your opinion of a wax museum? If they're good, they can be cool. Because you know that little one they used to have in Wisconsin Dells? I'd go in there two, three times a summer. Just for, you know, because it was free because I lived in the area. Spend time, shits and giggles. But you just stand there and look at sculptures, lifelike looking sculptures of famous people, right? Pretty much, yes. Okay. And they usually had a little plaque about, you know, some information on them and a little bit of tidbit of history. Wow. I think I went in there once my whole life, and you went in there multiple times a summer. Well, there was one summer I worked for the boat company that I was like, what, a block away from it? So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why not hang out at the Wax Museum well, with I the other cool kids? <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you don't have anything better to do. All right. All right. But then spending time in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you weren't across the, across the street at Showboat. <laughs> Pulling your skirt up for nickels. That's good. <laughs> well, the guy that runs the place, uh, he tells them that the Lincoln and James Dean statues are two of their more popular attractions. Dean asks if he's seen any of them move around. He just goes right in with the questions sometimes. Um, but no, he hasn't. But that is actually uh, Abraham Lincoln's hat. And that was, at, we have James Dean keychain and those are Gandhi's glasses. So the cool thing about this museum is that they have actually a legitimate artifact of theirs to go with the wax sculpture. Right. What Dan didn't mention about Gandhi is there was a wax figure of Gandhi standing there. Yeah. I mean, there's wax figures of all sorts of people. Right. There's, yeah, they had uh, Napoleon, Nixon, Napoleon, and, yeah. Kennedy. All the big hits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not only that, but there's some uh, in the background. Uh, this guy says he's working on a new line that all the kids will be into. He can't wait to drum up that Gen Y business. <laughs> so uh, it's nighttime. We see Sam is outside dicking around in the trunk. Dean is inside on the phone with Bobby reporting in on how sam is doing yes he was. so that's when i'm like okay well bobby and dean obviously talked beforehand too and uh so i'm guessing bobby's the one that's giving those two their marital advice probably uh sam overhears dean reporting back on him and he is not happy sam is completely butthurt but dean pretty much blows him off and says like well you can just forget about it <laughs> bye we gotta go well, because when Dean was on the phone with Bobby, he says, well, you know, it's the, the apocalypse. We all know whose fault that is. So, you know, and Sam heard that part. And so, yeah, Sam was a little bit upset. Yeah, it's both of their faults. Which we, yeah, which they mentioned, Dean mentions at the end of the episode. Yes, 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 yes. We'll get to that. Back at the museum, uh, Dean, he grabs Abe, Abraham Lincoln's hat. And tosses it in a garbage can. I'm assuming they're going to light it on fire. He then says he's going to go grab the keychain. At this point, Sam is left all alone with the wax figure of Abe. And mysteriously, then the doors get blown shut. Sam breathes out some fog like the other victim. Sam's lurking around. You know, and that Abraham Lincoln sculpture is looking pretty spooky. But that's not what attacks him. Gandhi leaps on top of <laughs> Sam's back and puts him in a chokehold. Starts beating him up pretty badly, pretty quickly. Dean breaks in and is shocked at how strong Gandhi is doing uh, in this fight. And he's like, wow, he is squirrely. Yeah. Dean grabs Gandhi's glasses, tosses him in uh, 
I think tosses them into that trash can, lights them on fire, and the ghost vanishes. Yeah, in the trash can with the Abe Lincoln's hat and the keychain of Bo- uh, James Dean, Bobby Dean. Bobby Dean. <laughs> totally different person. James Dean keychain. The next morning, uh, they're getting ready to go. Sam points out that to Dean that, hey, you know, Gandhi, he, like, vanished. He didn't burn or scream or nothing. He just poofed away. Also, he tried to bite him. And uh, Sam knows that Gandhi is a fruititarian, which Dean finds very funny that he only eats fruit. Um, but it's like, that's weird that he was hungry for meat. Like, that isn't even Gandhi. Dean's like, ah, screw it. We're just going to pack up and leave. Uh, but at this point, Sam, who reluctantly joined this case, now he wants to stay and make sure that they finish their job. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Sam, uh, then they get into this whole bickering match back and forth again about keeping an eye on each other. Uh, Sam asks how long he's going to be on double secret <laughs> probation to Bobby, <laughs> which is pretty funny. It's an Animal House reference. It's a pretty old movie for uh, to be referencing, but... That's, you know, that's supernatural for you. Um, they just keep bickering about trusting him and being on the same team. It's all pretty boring. Well, but Sam did mention that the reason he went with Ruby was to get away from Dean because of the fact that the way they were working together, he always felt that he was always going to be Dean's little brother and blah, blah, blah. And so that's why he kind of went off with Ruby to do his own thing. Yeah. Said Ruby made him feel strong. I bet she did. <laughs> In more ways well, than one. Tossing her the D. Dean's phone rings. And it seems the case isn't over. Dun, dun, dun. dun. <laughs> that was not planned, folks. The boys are back with the cops. And... The cop is just very confused and just pretty much immediately sends Sam and Dean in to see two girls. Uh, There's two little screamy high school girls, and they're quite distraught that Paris Hilton took one of their friends. (laughs) The boys step outside, and they realize that they are not dealing with a ghost at all because Paris Hilton is not dead. Sam goes back to the morgue. He cuts a body open and pulls out some seed pods. Goes outside to report to Dean what he found, that there are seeds in these victims, and also they lost more blood than they should have. How Sam accomplished all of this (laughs) in one afternoon, I don't know, but... With the right fake credentials, I guess you can get just about anything done. Well, that's just the thing, is they show him in the cop shop, and then immediately Sam's in scrubs with his hand in a body. It's like, hey, wait, how'd you get in there? (laughs) You just let yourself in? Uh, back at the hotel, uh, they do some research. Sam figures out that those seed pods, they come from an ancient forest that was guarded by a pagan god that used to kill people. Yeah, it's a seed from a forest in the Balkans in Eastern Europe. The god's name was Leshy, but yeah, they used to, you know, we all know pagans like to worship strange things, and so therefore with this forest gone, I guess they decided... (laughs) The god, the god went on walkabout or something. Yep. <laughs> the boys go back to the wax museum that night, and walking around, they find a giant door with huge comical signs that say, Do not enter. <laughs> I 
because that's <laughs> where they were doing the refrigeration of the renovation. Well, well, if you really don't want people to go in, you don't put a big comical signs. Do not enter. Secret place. <laughs> really cool stuff that you're not allowed to see here. <laughs> I mean, it, it was it, it's silly. They go inside and it looks like a forest. So I'm confused. I'm like, wait, did the forest grow in this room? Uh, they find that girl that was missing. She's tied up, barely alive. At this point, Paris Hilton attacks and very quickly beats up Sam and Dean. Sam and Dean wake up. They're tied up. And Paris is just sitting around sharpening a knife. <coughs> Paris says that she's hungry. And she explains that, yes, with her forest gone, she was just wandering around picking up scraps off the earth. But since the apocalypse has started, she figured she'd go back mainstream, <laughs> head into this wax museum, and then she attached herself to the figures. So no longer uh, people were no longer worshipping her trees, but they were coming to the wax museum to worship these idols of James Dean, Lincoln, and Paris Hilton. So that's how this god got attached and regained powers was being a, a friend of the Wax Museum. Uh, Paris continues to give uh, them crap about humanity not worshipping gods anymore and just celebrities. She thinks it's pretty ridiculous what humans are up to. Dean's like, hey, but surprise, surprise, you can't eat me because I'm not a fan of yours. I've never even seen House of Wax. <laughs> and at that point, Sam turns over and shoots her a look. Can you explain that? <laughs> Shoots him a look. <coughs> Shoots him a look. In 2005, Paris Hilton and Jared Padalecki were in a movie called House of Wax. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, she says she uh, she'll fine. Oh, you don't need to, you know, worship me. I'll, I'll summon your dad. I know you dig him. So she goes off to like start reconjugating herself into john i don't know quite know what she the plan was well because they said that in order to kill her they needed to have an iron axe so they brought an axe that happened to be john's this deity knew that that was john so apparently she she had to touch it or something in order oh. to transform into john so that's why she went to get the axe that makes perfect sense i didn't realize that was john's axe i just thought they went to home depot and bought a new one Every good hunter has a nice iron axe in the trunk of their car. Oh, this cough. Yeah. It's really getting ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Dean tells her, yeah, can't eat me, blah, blah, blah. She goes over. Dean then, at this point, as she's walking away to go touch the axe, Dean uh, gets free and tackles her to the ground. Sam, at this point, also gets free, grabs the axe, and chops Paris Hilton's head off. <laughs> that's the end. Pretty uh, uneventful fight scene at the end. Uh, last commercial then. Come back from that. Dean gets off the phone with the cop. Seems like everything will be fine. Uh, he finds it hysterical that they're putting out an APB on Paris Hilton. <laughs> uh, Dean then forgives Sam a little bit, and Sam says thanks, and that they need to go in headfirst and start kicking ass together, and then Dean asks Sam if he wants to drive, and he says yes, the end. Yeah, I put this, you know, Sam and Dean talk about what they both have done because of the fact that you know, Dean says, you know, hey, I'm the one that kicked this whole thing off. I was the first seal when I started torturing in, in hell. Sam's like, yeah, but you didn't know that. And Dean's like, well, same thing. You didn't know that killing Lilith 
was going to be the final seal. Who knew that killing Lilith would be a bad thing? So I guess they kind of forgave each other. And the end of the episode, and I guess they're all going to be besties from now on. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, pretty fun episode. I mean, it's was that really Paris Hilton as... Yes, that really was Paris Hilton playing Paris Hilton. Yeah, I was wondering. I'm like, man, they really got a really good look-alike if that's not her. No, that was her. And she was, like, trying to be a legitimate actress, so... Well, and like, and like I said, she's in that movie, uh, House of Wax, with Jared Padalecki, and I think she was in a couple other things, too. Yeah, she was in some crazy movie where, like, a friend of hers was super ugly that got hotter and hotter as it went on. I don't know. I don't know. There's, yeah, that early 2000s, she was all over the place. Oh, uh, she had that reality show with, uh... Well, that was the best. Uh, Nicole Richie. Yeah, what was that called? The Simple Life, because Dean even referenced it. Was it really called The Simple Life? Yeah. Hmm. Where they would go and try to do, like one time they worked at a dairy and you know, try to do all this just simple jobs. Yeah, that that's e- true. That was everyday the people do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were going to go live with everyday people. <laughs> I like the one. <laughs> we're going to go to Walmart. What do you buy there? Walls? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, that's fun that Paris Hilton was actually in it. Um, I don't know. Other than that, I mean, Gandhi. It's always good to see Gandhi kicking ass in UHF. <laughs> There's a nice Gandhi kicking ass scene, which is pretty funny. So that's always hilarious. Oh, yeah, there was, wasn't there? Mm-hmm. It was like Gandhi, too. He's not taking any crap no more or something. Oh, I guess she was uncredited in the movie Snakes on a Plane. She was the passenger on the plane. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. I guess. Uh, so they uh, they defeated though a pagan god here, right? It yes, seems they did. like a pretty big deal. Yes, they did. So yay one for them. I figured it would have blown up or done something a little bit more than just lay on the floor and bleed. <laughs> you know, everything else like smokes or lights on fire or has lightning inside of it or lightning outside of it. Like everything <laughs> else blows up in a spectacular manner. Not the uh, not the pagan god of the forest no i guess well you know if this is the god of a forest it's not going to flame out because i don't think many forests like flame forests are always on fire that would have been the real way to go which is why they don't like it but you're right that would have been a cool way for it to go out yeah it's lying on the ground helpless like a lump (laughs) lifeless and headless i meant to say So, anything else then? So, the death count on this is just two, right? Um, actually, three, because I think they're counting oh. Paris. Yeah, but that was a duplicate. of That wasn't the real Paris. That was a god. We normally don't count the... Yeah, we normally don't count the bad guys, but I guess in this one they did. Because, yeah, otherwise, other than the two guys uh, that got killed, the one by Little Bastard and the one by Lincoln, the only other death in this was the god... Once again, IMDb, you screwed us. <laughs> Gonna need to get some, you know, some official. We should call our attorney on that. <laughs> yeah, See right. See if we can do something about it. Right. Uh, okay, and tomorrow's episode. Tomorrow's episode, season five, episode six. I believe the children are our future. Okay. Isn't that like a Michael Jackson song? 
I don't think so. I believe the children are the future. That sounds more like a Cartman something Cartman would sing. <laughs> South Park. <laughs> it's like it's just like no, you know. Oh, that's a that's a Michael Jackson <coughs> song, isn't it? No. It is not a Michael Jackson song. Hmm. We're gonna have to get to the bottom of this. Help me get to the bottom of this by joining us at our website, coupleofidgets.com. You can uh, comment on episodes, get the latest episodes, and learn how to subscribe to it on your podcast player. We also have a Facebook group called Armchair Hunters, where you can come on over and say hi. And that's about it. Yeah, that's pretty much all we've got for you today, unfortunately. We will talk to you tomorrow. Everyone have a good night. Bye. Bye.